It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thanks to everyone who supports independent tech news directly. If you're not already, become a DTNS member. That's DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Wednesday, December 5th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And from I Can't Get My Letters Right, I'm Scott Johnson. And I am uh, Roger Chang. <laughs> He's the show's producer. I'm the show's producer why. in a very overcast corner of L.A. County. There you go. Man, I know we have nothing to complain about, but it is chilly around these parts. <laughs> Relatively speaking. I know, which is why I said I know it's yeah, colder yeah. in yeah, lots yeah. of other places. But No one but else much- outside of L.A. County is going to give us any sympathy, but... No, we can give each other. It's 28 degrees here, so I don't feel like it. Well, you know what? I'm just going to shut up. (laughs) It's very chilly. Uh, We are going to talk about the state of self-driving cars in a little bit, but let's start with a few other tech things you should know. Microsoft launched a new version of Outlook for iOS focused on design improvements such as the calendar icon, which now animates when you're moving backwards or forwards. Swiping an email now includes haptic feedback, and the blue color is now being included, which was used in Outlook on other platforms. There are other favorite folders for mail management and avatars in the inbox, and an inline view of your calendar before you press accept or decline on an invite. Well, riding, excuse me, ride-hailing company Diddy Chuxing announced a reorganization aimed to improve safety after two riders were murdered. Two new positions have been created. A chief information, tech, uh, excuse me, information security officer reporting to chief technology officer Bob Zhang and the chief safety officer, officer reporting to chief executive Cheng Wei. It has uh, also been announced it will cons- consolidate some ride-hailing divisions into a single business Uh, that being a single business unit, in order to improve compliance and service standards. Amazon Prime will uh, launch its Prime Video app on Comcast's X1 set-top box this week. Users will be able to use the X1's voice-enabled remote to launch and navigate the Prime Video app. The service will require an Amazon Prime subscription, of course. Matt Strauss, VP of Xfinity Services for Comcast Cable, said, We are very comfortable 
With our business relationship with Amazon, the value of Amazon Prime Video is providing access to its award-winning series, kids programming, and movies integrated into the X1 Guide. Does anybody here have the X1 set-top box? Nope. I'm not a Comcast subscriber, so. I used to. I have their internet and that's it. They have Netflix on that box already. Right. It, was, it was a nice box comparatively yeah. of all the other Comcast stuff. I mean, this the idea here would be people who don't already have a way to watch this. They don't have an Apple TV. They don't have a Roku or whatever. This is now their way to get Amazon Prime on TV and a very easy just click and point and let's go. I think that's probably who this is aimed at. The rest of us already have it on some other box, but good for them. They they don't want people to cancel Comcast because they want to watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Well, oh, there's that too. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit more about the big Facebook dump, Scott. Well, uh, UK MP Damien Collins released 250 pages of internal Facebook documents that show how the company makes decisions about handling l- user data. I almost said loser data. I real that would have been a real dumb thing to say. Well, Freudian Company's slip there. <laughs> Companies no, not like mutually Netflix. exclusive. No, not exactly. Companies like Netflix and Airbnb were whitelisted in order to access friend data after they would have otherwise been restricted by new policies implemented in 2014. It also shows Facebook shutting down access for Twitter-owned app Vine. Uh, they don't Vine no longer runs, but that's not really the point. The documents were gathered as part of a court case against Facebook in the U.S. and were made available to the U.K. as part of its investigation into the proliferation of false news on Facebook. Facebook said the documents are misleading. Yeah, it seems like the, the the hot take on this is Facebook uses access to user data as a reward and or punishment, uh, like giving Netflix and Airbnb some some perks because they were they were good partners and going against competitor Twitter by shutting down Vine's access. Uh, I'm, I'm not eh, I feel like. It's it's really hard to make this argument because Facebook does a lot of things that I don't like, but I don't feel like Facebook is getting a fair shake in that a lot of what they do is standard practice from other companies. They just happen to be under the gun. Yeah, you're probably right, but uh, but I hmm. I mean, uh, there are probably a lot of companies going. Poof, glad we're not in this uh, inquiry. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure, I'm sure that you're probably right, but um, that's why I think this sort of stuff is kind of good because when this st- stuff comes to light. Uh, I don't want it all regulated necessarily, but I think it's good for companies to be reminded that maybe they don't want to do what might be perceived as anti-competitive practices. Although this is not the entire story. Like how prevalent was this? Were there other factors? I mean, maybe Facebook is right that this is misleading and and we have a a UK MP taking it upon themselves to to leak this to the world out of context. Mm. Yeah, could be. I don't know. I I just I just. Whatever Europe obviously uh, behaves a little differently than we do in these in these cases. So what they say may, may not affect us. What we we do may not affect them. But having them under the spotlight and saying some of what this is is a little anti-competitive, mm-hmm. I don't think really hurts anybody. Whether they can come to that conclusion or if it hurts Facebook or not, those are big questions. But you know. I like stuff out in the open where it can breathe and get light and we can all see it. I like transparency, Tom. Transparency if it's transparent for everything, right? And you're not just being shown a corner in order to make you come to a conclusion that wouldn't be validated by the data you're not seeing, right? I think that's the danger here. On the other hand, uh, BuzzFeed did an article today saying that the Facebook employees seem to be in three camps. One is we're loyal to Zuckerberg for whatever reason. Another is we're loyal to Facebook, but yeah, we probably need uh, a, 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 a change uh, or I'm going get, to get out of here. And a camp that just thinks that the media is attacking Facebook relentlessly to the point where it's going to bring the company, it's going to hurt the company. 
Mm. Well, in, in that third camp, uh, I saw a lot of articles today that were like, Mark Zuckerberg personally said that no, Vine should not be on the Facebook platform anymore. And I thought that was the least interesting of all of yeah. all of these details. It's like, that's just sort of normal competition stuff. Well, someone Facebook had to say has, it. Uh, has, yeah. You know, right? Like, if, if it wasn't Zuckerberg, it was going to be some other employee. Does that make it <laughs> better it or something? weirder if he doesn't sign off on yeah, that sort of thing? Yeah. Russian search giant Yandex launched its smartphone, a uh, its first smartphone, a 5.65-inch Android-powered phone that will cost 17,990 rubles, which is about 270 US dollars, going on sale tomorrow. The Yandex phone has a Qualcomm Snapdragon 630 processor, 4 gigs of RAM, 64 gigs gigs of expandable storage and a 16 megapixel slash five megapixel dual rear camera. Yandex has its own Google assistant competitor named Alice, which we've talked about in the show before and will also be baked in to this phone. Not surprisingly, the Yandex phone goes on sale tomorrow, December 6th through the Yandex store uh, with other stores rolling out in the future. Uh, yeah, Yandex is only big in Russia, but it's very big in Russia. Yes. Uh, and when you think about you know, Google putting out the pixel, it, it, it sort of makes sense for a predominant search engine in a market to try to double down on that by getting more users. I mean, that's Google's model is we, we put out Android because that way more people are using the internet and likely using Google, which means that we can sell more ads on Google. I'm sure Yandex has the same calculation behind putting this phone out as well. I couldn't find it anywhere, but I assume the version of Android it's running is a fork of some kind and not necessarily tied to no. regular oh. updates. Or do we know? I guess it, I guess there's no reason why it couldn't be. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's I think it's good old fashioned Android. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. And I I I love the idea of a of a of a big. I like search engine competition. Let's put it that way. I wish there was more of it. We all just rely on Google all the time. In a weird way, they are too. Even though they're a search engine company. Uh, <laughs> And they, but they're using Google for their phone. Uh, but I like the idea that it's not just Google everywhere. And and for whatever reason, I don't know why that just makes me feel like I don't know the world's better off having more competition in that space. So yeah, I, I just double checked, and and it, this this Yandex phone does come bundled with the Google apps, just like any other distribution of Android. Nice. Well, and for two hundred and seventy dollars or the equivalent near that, um, that's an affordable phone. Um, sure, it's a feature phone. It's not, you know, the top of the line phone. But um, if you are already in the Yandex universe, which is a lot of people call it the Google of Russia, right? I mean, it's a huge company, as you mentioned, Tom. I call Google uh, the Yandex of the U.S., but sure, <laughs> sure, you know, half dozen. But uh, but but yeah, I mean, if 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 this is something that, especially if you use Alice, which is Yandex's Google Assistant, and by the way, I've never used it, but. I'd love to know how good it is um, if you want to compare it to the two. Um, then this is a really affordable phone. Yeah, I would. I would I, here, okay, here's my request. Since you got your, you got Alice, you got your Yandex phone. That's all great, Russia. Good job, well done. Uh, <laughs> I want a, a Russian accented assistant. I want. I want Siri in that voice. I want my Echo in that voice. There's something about a. This isn't weird, I promise. But I love a female Russian accent. That would really help me get my day going. If somebody just got on there and said, uh, or I go, hey, yo, whatever your name is, uh, what, how cold is it today? It's, it's at 30 degrees, like in a really cool accent. Oh, but, but a female. That's yeah. okay. I, I, you know, at least you know what you like. I think we all probably have our, you know, 
the the assistant voices that we secretly would love to have. Dvadsit piat school. Yeah. Tom knows real. Watch ninety day fiance. Scott. I'm all for it. Bring it over. Uh, the UK's BT, British Telecom, said Wednesday it will remove Huawei networking equipment from the core of its 3G and 4G mobile operations and will not use the company's hardware in 5G infrastructure. This may be less than it seems, though. Uh, BT said Huawei equipment had not been used in its fixed-line networks, and it was removing the equipment from networks it acquired when it bought the mobile operator EE back in 2016. They want to bring it in line with the rest of the business. This is just the core network. BT said Huawei remains an important equipment provider outside the core network. And Huawei even said, hey, we know BT has always used different vendors in different network layers as a matter of policy. And we understand and fully support the move to remove our equipment from their core networks on mobile. So I know a lot of people are picking this up thinking, aha, we, we're, we see that, the, that BT is turning against Huawei as well. I'm not sure that's what this means since they're leaving the equipment in other parts of the network. It seems like they just have a policy to say we don't want the same vendor across several layers for various reasons. Doesn't that, it just sounds like I don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, right. Seems like smart business to me. I mean, I, you, actually the only part that makes me suspicious, ironically, is the final statement that, that Yahweh is cool with this. That well, seems like a well, weird well, thing. But I, sure. Yeah. Hot, you, hot, Roger hot, might answer if you say it the other way. Hot way. That's how I'm going to say it from now on. But, <laughs> but those guys, those guys, you know, saying, no, we know we get it. They do this all the time. And we're, you know, everyone, everyone's fine here. That part makes me suspicious. And I don't know why. Maybe I'm just weirdly suspicious. You're being suspicious because if, if in fact this is normal policy, then Huawei saying, Hey, it's normal policy. We're fine with it is exactly what they would say. Anything else they would say, you would also find suspicious. Yeah. So if you're not leaving them anything they can say that isn't suspicious, I think maybe you're just being suspicious. (laughs) No, you're totally right. It just seems like a weird thing to get all on board with. Ah, oh, we totally support this idea. I think it's awesome. It, it, it's a little over the top to say we fully support it. You're right. But they didn't have to put it quite that that strongly, I suppose. Yeah. But don't put all those eggs in one basket. This is a good lesson across the board. I don't care what you're doing. It's a good idea. Uh, I used to work for a company that had big IT issues, and part of the policy there was the same. It was don't get bogged down with one vendor. Don't have too many Dells on desktops. Don't mm-hmm. have the same server blades in the entire server farm because – all we're doing is asking for weird problems. When we get a weird redundancy happening, there's not going to be much to do. If you've got other stuff, then you will you can lay on those other things and and not get so screwed up. So uh, that, that's all this seems like. Don't put me. all your 100-year eggs in one basket. No. Qualcomm announced its new flagship 855 mobile platform chip. It features a new multi-core AI engine with three times the performance of the previous chip. Specialized silicone and, uh, excuse me, for enhanced computational photography and video capture and support for multi-gigabit 5G. Again, 5G, whatever that means. Uh, The company also announced the 3D Sonic Sensor, a fingerprint scanner that uses an ultra, uh, excuse me, ultrasonic scanner that can sit underneath the display. The sensor uses sonic waves to see the ridges and details of fingers, ew, even through grime, dust, oil, and water on a screen. Gross! (laughs) <laughs> why is that gross it's not i mean it's, isn't the idea of a fingerprint already that yeah that no but that's all, it, all they're the saying yeah all they're saying is we use so, we use sound to be able to detect the <laughs> fingerprint on the glass which has been difficult it's been difficult to do a fingerprint reader in the glass before partly because of smudging 
and all the things that make up a fingerprint. So they're saying, hey, all that dust, oil, and water that that is usually there with a fingerprint, our sonic technology can see right through that. So we don't have any problem. Mm, That makes sense. Because like, uh, uh, what's this? I already forgotten what this is called on an iPhone 8. Uh, uh, Touch ID. Touch ID, thank you. Uh, that's still the, in fact, I just did it with a little water on my finger for my water bottle and it won't work. So, uh, this is, this would be a, a way of seeing through that. And that's oh, well, and that's also in a ID. screen, right in the screen where you, it's one thing to have a button that you touch with the same finger all the time. It's another thing with the screen where you're swiping and smudging and smushing things around as well. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the big thing is that this is in the display. It's not just touch ID type technology. It's in, actually in the display, which remember Apple famously considered and then rejected Qualcomm in a dispute with Apple right now kind of rubbing it in their face to say like, hey, we figured out how to put it in display. I mean, if you want to buy it from us, you could. You just got to play nice from now on. Mm. Think they ever would? I mean, they're so invested in Face ID now, it feels like that would be a... Yeah, I don't know that that uh, Apple wants to go back to, to fingerprint authentication. It feels like they really are saying, no, it's all Face ID from here on out. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hate Face ID, so Apple, <laughs> you're... Wait a minute. You know, later, we're going to hear in a bit. We're going to talk more about phones and stuff. And I want to oh. hear want to hear why you hate Face ID so much. So we'll get there. Oh, I've got my reasons. But you know, it's funny. Before we move on, um, you know, you, you, you've said jokingly, Scott, like, ah, but multi gigabit uh, 5G. What's that even mean? But but yeah, I mean, we're definitely still at the precipice of, OK, well, these chips are going to be in phones pretty soon. They're going to be rolling out in 2019. But we're still figuring out what it all means because um, there is a lot of jargon still being thrown out as far as multi-gigabit 5G is not a very controversial term. It it just means 5G service that's above a gigabit. This chip can handle it. So when that service rolls out, which it will, we have the hardware to put in your phone to take advantage of that service. I'm not sure there's anything controversial going on here. All all I meant I didn't say it was controversial. I just said that, you know, you you get a little eye rolling sort of like, oh yeah, this whole 5G thing. Where is it? Well, it's happening. It's happening. What I I mean by that, I think it's more pointed at me. I don't find it, the the term 5G controversial. I find it continually funny that even since the 3G days, everybody names everything 3G, 4G, 5G before it's out, when it's out, later on like what the hell even is it this this is an example of using it properly the 5g spec has been signed off it's actually in operation in a few places like korea people are making equipment for it and this is an example of that equipment i i it's it's that thing we talked about on tms this morning where you are so used to being fooled that when the truth is put in front of you you don't believe it because you're like nah, i don't know yeah it's the brian wolf kid thing deal right yeah (laughs) <laughs> well, here's something that is real. Apple released iOS 12.1.1 for iOS today, including improvements to FaceTime, where users can more easily switch between the front-facing and the rear-facing cameras during calls, plus haptic touch support for the iPhone XR. Also, tvOS 12.1.1, macOS Mojave 10.14.2, and HomePod 12.1.1 also pushed out today, and Apple is preparing for its HomePod release in China. Very nice. Uh, I got that what update. What do you got to say about that, Scott Johnson? All right, here's what I'm going to say real quick because I know we don't have a ton of time because I, I burned too much talking about 5G. But here's the thing. I picked up an iPhone uh, 10R. Okay, got it right here. Got the product red one because I think that's a cool color. Um, I bought this because I was very torn, uh, you know, thinking, well, do I want top-of-the-line OLED freaking full-blown, you know, X, S Max and all that. And I decided against that and went this way because of two major factors. One, it's a lot cheaper 
Uh, and it's also, um, uh, you don't, there's not a whole lot that's different about it. The screen's obviously different. It doesn't, uh, have the exact same body, but the guts of this thing, the chip, chip that's in there, the camera, all this stuff matches up well with the mainline 10 series. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model in the market, perfectly designed for high volume, high speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. And I'm very, very happy with it. The part that surprised me the most was that I have had very little experience with Face ID until now, and it works for me every time. So I know we don't have a ton of time, but I would love at some point, either today or someday, to hear why you hate FaceTime or uh, Face ID so much. I'll tell you, it's not because I don't think the technology works as long as the phone's right here. Hmm. But how many times is your phone on your desk? You know, you're kind of doing other stuff. You can see what's going on on the phone and you have to open up something that, you know, there's some security measures and it's face ID. And then you're like, ah, ah. and by the time you get up here, the phone has said, no, no, just enter your passcode. I enter my passcode a hundred times a day. Whereas with touch ID, I entered it zero times. You know, you could just I swipe back it. up again after you picked it up. But that's, but 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 that's not the solution either. It just means I have to start over. Also, you sh- you're using it wrong. You shouldn't be uh, paying attention to your phone when it's on the desk, Sarah. That's that's bad screen time management. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'm looking at it from a real weird angle. It's right over here, and I'm going, okay, what do we got? Unlocked. It's working for me every time. I wonder if something's up. I think you're just too fabulous. <laughs> no, Scott thinks it's your face. But, but- <laughs> <laughs> You guys know what I'm talking about. It is annoying. And anybody who tells me it's not <laughs> is, I don't know, it's they funny. have like no, a cooler I have heard neck this. than I do or something. My brother-in-law uh, said the exact same thing when he was reviewing the uh, Face ID when it first came out. He's like, I find that really annoying. It, it's a cilantro. It's, it's 
way annoying for some people and other people it doesn't bother at all oh yeah so long, that's actually a good yeah that's there's your comparison yes. it does remind me of that because i i'm having zero problem i know people who don't and i know people like sarah who are like i hate this i hate it yeah. give me my button back i would take it any day i'd pay for it even yeah <laughs> Uh, well, folks, uh, if you would like to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com and keep up on things, whether your phone is unlocked easily or not. It'll be right there <laughs> for you to listen to. All right. Oh, I'm supposed to play that. <laughs> Waymo launched its commercial autonomous vehicle taxi service Waymo One in the Phoenix, Arizona area on Wednesday, actually in Chandler the suburb of Phoenix, and it'll be rolling out to a few more suburbs. It will be available by invite to some of the 400 or more participants in the early rider test program. Now, if you're like me, you immediately went, so wait a minute, this is just rebranding the early rider program? Like, I had to sign up to get in the early rider program, and now I'm in a different one called Waymo One. The difference is you were under NDA in the early rider program. You couldn't share pictures. You couldn't talk about your experiences with, with certain restrictions. Waymo One will be a public thing. Even though it's invite only, you can tell everybody about it. You can take pictures. There's, there's no NDA there. You don't have to keep it confidential. All Waymo cars will have safety drivers on board as well. Uh, this will not be a driverless service. It will have a human on board uh, when you get picked up. Now, we, uh, we saw a story from Reuters about all of the self-driving services happening in the United States because there is uh, there's a bunch of them. Uh, there's one from Newtonomy out in Boston. Uh, of course, there's Ubers, which is kind of on pause right now. Uh, GM's Cruise is targeting 2019. Ford is targeting 2021. Uh, and there's several other smaller ones in, in operation as well. But that's just in the United States. There's also uh, a bunch of them around the world. There, Newtonomy has one in Singapore. There's several in China. Uh, there's actually one in the Netherlands called Amber, which I found really interesting. Uh, at the beginning of the year, KPMG International ranked the Netherlands as the country most ready to support driverless cars. The U.S. was number three behind Singapore, number two. Uh, if you haven't heard much about the self-driving scene in the Netherlands, it's maybe because it's a little different. Uh, a lot of the talk about Amber focused on the fact that it uses self-driving only at night to reposition the cars so that they're available for human drivers. It's like a car share service that you you drive it yourself, but to make sure the cars are where you need them, they self-drive to the right place based on an algorithm at night, which I thought was an interesting take on this. But uh, Amber had been thought to be the best bet for a commercial service to launch first this year, but it looks like Waymo One may have beat them to the punch with this, depending on how you define it, since it is closed. It is invite only. It's not available to the wider public. I couldn't find anything about Amber launching anything to the wider public right now. So the question being, with all of this news about self-driving cars, where we have many, many services, there's one in Ohio uh, that that's launching this week uh, as, a, as a limited service on, on bus routes. There's a lot of them that are limited to certain geographical areas like shopping centers or college campuses. They're in multiple climates. They exist in warm weather and cold weather, but they're not quite driverless. None of them seem to have launched without anybody on board, at least somebody to just kind of monitor what's going on. That said, Scott, I know you're anxious to be able to climb into a car that has nobody else in it. I'm really excited about it. Some people are nervous about it. I can't, I couldn't be more opposite. I'm so stoked to to have my first experience 
where I walk into one of those weird looking van shaped things because that's usually what they look like. They're all, you know, rarely do they look like a passenger car. And I just get in there and sit down and there's nobody there. And it just takes me where I want to go. And I can look at my phone and think to myself and not worry about if the driver's looking at me or what dumb music he's playing, whatever it is, and just go to where I need to go. But weirdly, I'm also excited about some learning what some of the problems are going to be. And I don't mean I want to learn uh, about a five-car pileup on the freeway. I don't mean that. But I mean, like, I don't know. If we do get into a fender bender, <laughs> do I get out of the car and talk to the guy? And Like, how is it handled? Like, there's a lot of questions. And I'm excited about those questions because that means progress. It means we're moving forward with this. And this is the future as far as I'm concerned. And I'm ready. I'll sign up now. Like, I'm ready to go. So hurry up. Get your get your groove on. Make it happen in these cities, these test cities. And expand already because I'm ready for you. And I'm ready to sell my car and do this. I know the driverless car uh, revolution is happening. You know, it depends on where you live, whether it will happen sooner than later. But it's happening. But I do like the Netherlands take on this whole thing is, do you want a car? Okay, well, one will uh, sort of appear near you, but then you drive the car because you know how to drive, That probably, right? If you have a driver's license and you can still take yourself from point A to point B, which I still think is very valuable. I like driving. Well, I don't like driving in a lot of traffic, but I like driving in the sense that I like being in control of things. I don't always like to be in the back of, you know, an Uber or a Lyft. It's mm. it's nice in the sense that, yeah, sure, maybe you can get some work done or kind of check out or whatever. But I don't always like to do that. And like you said, Scott, you got someone else in the car and it's sort of this whole thing. Yeah. Well, OK, um, if a car is driving you, you know, and it's smart and knows where you're going and you're not going to get into any accidents. OK, you're still alone, but you're kind of still being in the back seat. I think that there is a need, at least in this sort of bridge area of us all getting used to our new reality of cars being on demand um, that are driverless, that then you 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 drive. I don't want someone sitting in the front making sure that it's all safe. Like, I don't need you. I'll just drive. Yeah, I am. I am not actually looking forward to the extra dude in the car. That <laughs> right. That's, 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 that, that part's weird, and I'm not into that. I like a guy who drives. That's fine. Might be or a woman. Driver, that's fine. But I don't want a guy just sitting there with a clipboard going, okay, everything looks like it. That's weird. I don't want that. <laughs> Unless it was Tom. He's a nice guy who's currently frozen and not moving. No, I'm fine. Oh, okay. You look frozen. No, it's just Tom's just shocked, shocked and appalled. <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, no, I'm good. Is. I'm looking at the red light that the Rogers flashing at us. That's all. Oh, all right. Well, good. Well, speaking of red lights, uh, you know who uh, who never provides a red light for me in the morning when I'm looking at the tech stories of the day? Everyone in our subreddit, you can submit stories and vote on others at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com and on facebook.com slash group slash dailytechnewsshow. Do that and also email us and then we'll pull your message out of the mailbag maybe. Correct. We actually will. And today we got an email from Clive, which we'll read now. Uh, Clive says, regarding Epic's Game Store, we talked about this on the show yesterday. Good comments on the impact of the PC gaming. There's going to be an Android and other open environment store as well. If this works the same as Steam on PC and Linux, you may be able to pay for a game on one platform and then have it available on all of them. This could be big if it saves. Uh, This could be big if saves are cross-platform as well. A lot of dreaming going on there, Clive, but I like I like the way you think. Uh, I would love that. 
Scott, how likely is that, do you think? I think it's not likely to happen early. Um, I think that it could over time, though. I mean, the, the, the reason this is probably coming up for Clive and the reason I think it's probably a, a suitable to talk about here is because uh, their Epic is known for having a really forward-thinking uh, sort of methodology to pushing Fortnite out to multiple platforms. And they want that kind of cross-save stuff. They want phone, console, computer, it doesn't matter where you're at, all that stuff's jiving together, same account all over. So it, it it's it's a nice idea to think they could get there. Steam has, you know, cloud sharing or cloud saves rather now. I'm sure that this will launch with something similar to that. But over time, uh, maybe they can push for that. But I don't think it's likely right off the bat. There's too much involved with developers and publishers and them all having separate ideas about what they want to do. And it's not going to be that easy. At first, they're going to have to just be a store and provide the basics, an equivalent Steam experience, and, and that'll get them started. Well, thanks for the email, Clive. It's always good to get, you know, the, get the uh, the juices flowing on on what might be possible and what might not be. And also thanks to Scott Johnson for being with us this blustery Wednesday. Um, besides staying warm, what's been going on with you the last week? Well, I am staying warm. Um, speaking of video games, uh, Patrick uh, Beja and I, who was also on DTNS on Tuesdays, he and I sat down and recorded the monthly video game briefing show or MVGB show, which you can find over at frogpants.com slash MVGB or other places on the uh, DTNS site. There's lots of places you can find it. Uh, you can subscribe to it anywhere. And we talked this week about not just what's happening for the holidays in the terms of video games and deals and that sort of thing, but specifically what kind of stuff should parents be looking for, what casual gamers should be looking for, and what existing gamers should be looking for before the year is out. And we had a great time talking about all of that. Uh, We know what platforms are going to work the best for you, I think, this time of year more than we ever have. So go check it out. Subscribe to the show. Let us know what you think. Oh, and you can find me on Twitter at Scott Johnson. Thank you, folks. Go subscribe. Uh, And if you are someone who wants a little more out of the show, you can get it. A lot of you already know this by becoming a member at patreon.com slash DTNS. Uh, There'll be a fresh new column from Roger Chang coming at you tomorrow uh, if you're at the associate producer level. I also do a regular update called the editor's desk where I just kind of spend 10, 20 minutes going into depth on how it is that we cover tech news and my thinking behind it. That's all available if you're a patron at patreon.com slash DTNS. We love your feedback as well. You make our show better. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com is where you can send those emails. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2130 UTC. And you can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Justin Robert Young. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 